Hey everyone, welcome to the Wicked Ones podcast. This is Jen. And this is Tara. And we are going to be continuing our neighbor theme this week, right? Yes, we are. Yeah, can't wait to hear your story. But first, what's been going on? I haven't seen you in a week. Uh, we've, we've had a little action. We, uh, Julia broke her arm in the gym. Yeah, poor kid. So we had that. Canyon um, ripped off his dew claw, so... Julia got a cast, and Kenyon got an emergency vet visit in the same day. But I think we're on the mend now, and then I was on, I worked, and I was on call all weekend, so everything's kind of a blur the last, like, five days, just all blend together. just going to say, it's probably just been, wait, what day is it? Yeah. What's happening? That's I, I a woke lot. Up, yeah, today, and, and I couldn't remember what day it was. Like, where I was supposed to be, I, it was very confusing. I think, <laughs> I think I'm okay now. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like you've, you've definitely had a lot going on. We have not had that much excitement. You have family, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's true. My parents did come in. They visited for a little bit, which was nice. We had we've only seen them. I think this is the third time since March, since the lockdown kind of started. Yeah. It was really good to see them. The kids were so excited. So it's always nice when they're in town. I'm sad I didn't get to see them. Yeah, I know. They said hi. They missed you guys too. I know. I usually see them every time they come in. Next time, hopefully. I know, but you were on call, darn it, and you missed tacos. Oh. I tried to save you some. We did, we, I bought 10 pounds of arachara, and we had that much left. Yeah. Like, maybe for one taco, and my mom put it in with the leftovers and stuff, and I don't even know. I have, I have, like, five pounds of beans left <laughs> and rice and no meat. Ava's not eating the beans or double beans? Double no, beans? no double beans. I should have given them to my dad to take them. You should have. You <laughs> would have loved it. So instead, that's okay. They'll, they'll go to waste or I don't know. I can. I, there's not much I can make with leftover beans. No. Nope. I think no. those are just going to have to go. You can check Pinterest, but I can't remember <laughs> anything. Everybody were having chocolate bean pie. Oh, gosh. That's so nasty. <laughs> I just made it up. Well, okay, on that note, let's hear your neighbor story this week. Okay, so today I'm going to tell you a story of three neighbors out of Nunica, Michigan. And first I'm going to tell you my resources. Okay. My resources, my sources. Uh, DetroitNews.com, WoodTV.com, MLive.com, and www.mt.com. So all local news sources, news sources for Michigan. Gotcha. That's what I was going to say. And... After the fact, after I did my research, I found out this there was an ID special on Fear Thy Neighbor, mm. which we made movie night. <laughs> with the kids. With the girls. <laughs> well, me and the girls. Anyways, Steve, I was, when I found out that it was an ID special, of course, because I don't know how to work the TV, because mm-hmm. every, every month we have a different streaming network or whatever it is. Oh. I don't know how to work anything. Now we have Hulu, so... He found it, and uh, as he found it, then I just, I couldn't help but to click it on for a second, and then the girls were supposed to be getting ready for bed, and they asked to watch it, so we all crawled in my bed and learned about... And learned about murder. The neighbors, you know, yes. It was a bonding experience. It was. By the way, is this the TV you melted? Uh, no, this was, this was the one upstairs in our room. <laughs> uh, note to all you out there, do not burn those lovely fall candles under your television oh. set. <laughs> It'll throw your husband into it to be... <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> so this is uh, about three neighbors, and they all live out in the country. And since they are in the country, they share 
like an easement or a private private drive. We've okay. all seen those where there's kind of a long private drive off of a country road that has a few different houses on it. Yes. You know what I'm you know I what do. I'm talking yeah. about, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple around here that have a very similar setup, even though we're not so far out in the country. So the farthest there's three houses and they're all on the same side of the street, the same side of the drive. Okay. If that makes sense. It does, and I'm glad you clarified because I was thinking of like a tree. Like, like a, a cult of Zach almost, right? Like yes. you pull in and it's like a little circle. Mm-hmm. This is just one drive. Okay. And all three houses are off the same side driveway. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I can see it. And then, so if you drove all the way in, that was um, Sheila Bungie's house. And she moved there in 2005. She had a small one-story home with a one-acre lot. And it was said that she owned this home with her boyfriend, fiance, who was a truck driver. But he was a long-haul truck driver, so no one really ever saw him. Okay. And Sheila worked as a nursing home aide until a personal medical concern stopped her from doing that. Hmm. I couldn't find exactly what those medical reasons were, but it sounded like she was home a lot. She was around her her house a lot. Gotcha. Um, The second house, or the middle house, was Rhonda Clark and Wendell Popejoy. And also Rhonda's daughter, Megan Clark. So they were long-term boyfriend and girlfriend. They weren't married. Okay. And they moved in in about 2009. And they liked the area because it was uh, the close proximity to the Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that area. It's like 25, 30 minutes from there, I guess. And Wendell, who was a former Air Force mechanic, he fixed anesthesia equipment at one of the uh, health health facilities in Grand Rapids. That's kind of a cool niche. Yeah. 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 So he liked that he could be out in the country and still have, mm-hmm. you know, a, a job that was kind of in the city. Yeah, I think that's kind of the dream, right? Just yeah. to be able to have your own little area, but within driving distance of some amazing job that you, you know, you yeah, still have to work. Yeah, it's hard to live it's, in the country without yeah. a long commute to some bigger city for I know. a substantial job. So Sheila, Rhonda, and Wendell, they were all friends. They all enjoyed the com- country life and the privacy. Sheila especially loved her property, so she just prided herself, I think, with her not working. Mm -hmm. She prided herself on this lot that she had, and she was at the end of the driveway, okay, like I said, and all three houses were on one side, so if you drove to the dead end, that area was, she made kind of like a little section for her family, so she had a fire pit there, a swing set, a flagpole, and she was like straight up the driveway straight up the driveway okay yeah yeah right so like you would like drive right into it so Mm -hmm. it was like part of the easement it wasn't necessarily like in front of her house but kind of but it was close enough to her house because she was that last house right so it was kind of like fit into her Mm -hmm. front yard a little bit yeah that makes sense and no kids right there's no kids in these houses just there was Rhonda's daughter Megan or Morgan Okay. But she was a teenager. She was So older, she was right? not, like, outside okay. playing. But Sheila did have grandkids that came over to play on the swing set and stuff. Okay. So she also declared herself um, keeper of the driveway. So she just loved tinkering around the driveway. There's a title. <laughs> right. Keeper of the driveway. I could use a keeper of the driveway around here. Mm-hmm. And so she did all the maintenance and the snow blowing on the driveway. So it was a private driveway, so it had to have, like, little... Patches fixed, you know, with mm-hmm. the black tap and stuff. Yeah. So she kept it. That's that kind of nice, like, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, she did it. Yeah. She did it, took it upon herself, and everyone, you know, Rhonda and Wendell appreciated it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. 
So new neighbors moved in in 2012. So they were going to be in the first house as you pulled in. So okay. this is Mark and Beth Moyer. And they bought um, the acres. They bought their house. So the first house as you pull in. But then also the acres around Wendell and Sheila's lots. Okay. If that makes sense. So like they own the front house as you pull into the driveway. But then also all of the land around the acre that Wendell and Sheila own in their property. Okay. It's like so it's kind of a weird plat of survey on that one. But very weird. Yeah. So that was they actually had a little bit of um they're a little hesitant because the property lines were so strange that it wrapped kind of around those two houses, but they decided to move forward and make the purchase anyways. So one final picture. As you pull in, you're gonna hear you're gonna hit Mark and Beth's house first. Okay. Then it's Wendell and Rhonda, and then the last house is Sheila. Okay, I can okay. see it. Like, and then it kind of dead ends, and then that dead end is where Sheila. That's like an easement area, mm-hmm. and that's where Sheila's kind of set up shop. Her say. little outdoor area that she. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Um, gotcha. So things were very peaceful. Everyone was enjoying the country life. Um, occasionally people were put off by Rhonda and what her family called a varmint gun. Oh. I guess she used this gun to scare away the ducks and the raccoons that would steal her eggs. Okay. I assume that's popular <laughs> when you live in the country. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to ask my brother about that one. He should know. But, so she had this, occasionally, you know, everyone would be all outside and quiet and peaceful and you would hear... The, the gun, the gun go, off go off, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's just Rhonda and her varmint gun." Oh my gosh, that's actually kind of that's actually kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's kind of comical. You it could, is. almost could be a cartoon. Michiganians, what are they doing up there? <laughs> As an episode or something, you're enjoying your sweet tea out on the porch, and then all of a sudden, someone runs by with a varmint gun. Right, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it wouldn't take long before the peaceful country living uh, turned into a living hell. Shortly after moving in, Mark and Beth began marking out lines on the easement for a fence. These markings extended into the area of easement occupied by Sheila's belongings. So where Sheila set up her swing set for her grandkids and all of this area, their markings for their fence that goes right through that stuff and they don't tell Sheila what they're doing. She just discovers them out there, like, marking the property. Like, spray painting down the middle of the uh, yes. swing set. Yes, it's like exactly. Like, blue, yes. blue spray yes. paint. Just out there, just... Yeah. Ooh. That's not super friendly. No. No. I, it sounds like they assumed Sheila knew, but she didn't. Or maybe she did and she just lived in denial. I, I'm not sure, but... Yeah. Either way, I mean, that's probably so, not a fun way to find out. No. You know? So she sees them doing this and confronts them, and is, she's genuinely confused in the beginning. Why are you doing this? Why mm-hmm. are you, like, on my land? You can't put... What, what are you doing? You can't be marking my land. And Mark and Beth explained to her they have ownership of the land, and they inform Sheila that she needs to move the swing set a few bushes in her flagpole because they are putting up a fence for their cows. All right, then. So... For lack of better terms, Sheila loses her shit. She freaks out. This has been her land for how many years? She owns it. She's not moving her stuff. They won't take her land from her. Mark and Beth are freaked out. I don't think they realize, <laughs> like, little Sheila who lived by herself because yeah. her 
long haul fiance was never there, long haul trucker fiance. I don't think they expected it out of her. They decide that they're going to go, I don't know if you can even call it the right route, and they get a like a land surveyor to mm-hmm. come in to do the Palata survey. Sure. To yeah. make it legal. Like, Sheila, we're not taking your land. This is what it is. Yeah, get somebody official out there. To, to redo, mark all the property lines so she knows. So when Calm the surveyor comes out, <laughs> Sheila confronts him and thinks he's a fake and kicks him off her property. Oh, fake surveyor. A fake surveyor. They hired a fake surveyor. Because <laughs> okay. he didn't have anything on but well, um, a vest. But Hey, if you can have varmint guns in this area, <laughs> you can probably wear your pajamas to survey. I well, mean, and I'm thinking it's, if it's a small area yeah. in the county, they probably just drive their regular car. And when they go out to do their job, they put on a vest. And probably. this is what I'm doing. Grab that orange vest and throw it over your pajamas. Yes, and <laughs> You're you go out go. and you mark the lines until yes. Sheila comes out and kicks you off. Mm-hmm. Wendell and Rhonda are just keep trying to keep peace through all this. They don't want to get in the middle of it. And throughout the whole this whole incident, that's pretty much what everyone says about Wendell. Like he just tries to mind his own business and wants to keep peace. He always tries to stay out of it. That'd be hard though, living in between and Yeah, so Wendell and Rhonda are in between mm-hmm. Sheila and Mark. And so like Mark and Beth have to walk past Wendell's house. To get to this. So the idea is, is that, so the, the property driveway ends and they want to extend that out to get to their mm-hmm. property their pasture and behind. They want that to be like a way to get through mm-hmm. to get to their cows, which makes sense. Oh, they yeah. bought it. They own it. Mm-hmm. But they have to go past everybody else yeah. to get to it. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds, it stresses me out. When I hear about it. <laughs> so the survey results come back and the land does in fact belong to Mark and Beth. And they decide they're going to proceed as planned. Yeah, well, that's what they that's what they bought there for and that was their plan, so... And they feel like this is kind of telling Sheila, like, I'm sorry, but this is the way it is mm-hmm. and it's correct, so we're going to continue with our plan. Right. Wendell and Rhonda hear the commotion during this confrontation. They go outside to check on it, and they find Sheila and Mark and Beth in a verbal dispute. Sheila's upset, obviously. She's still adamant that the land belongs to her. She won't give up. And Wendell, at this point, tells her, you know, Sheila, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, not, it's not your land. We need, to, we need to move on. Deal with it. Get over it. Let's move on with life. Yeah. 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 Well, this drives a huge wedge between the once friends, Sheila, Wendell, and Rhonda. Sheila. She felt betrayed. She felt so betrayed by her friends. She felt like they were picking sides. You know, they just wanted Sheila to let it go, and she felt like they should take her side. They Mm -hmm. should stick up for her. They don't know them. They just moved in. So Rhonda and Wendell, they continue to live out between two feeding neighbors. Mm. And things... Do not get better. Otherwise, I wouldn't be telling you this story. Right. Well, I know I'm expecting some crazy, <laughs> but that it's, would just be, that would just be an awful situation. Yeah. There's just things that it just continues to escalate. So they asked Sheila to take her fence or her um, flagpole down and she won't fl- take her flagpole down. So Beth and Mark decide to take her flag down, flagpole down for her. How'd that go? Sheila's not going to handle that well. <laughs> We know you don't know Sheila, and you can tell from this story. No. She's super pissed. And that's when things officially take a turn. Things just get hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. 
over there. So the encounters between Sheila and her neighbors at this time just grow more and more volatile. Every time they would come outside, she would call them names, she would taunt them. And so I came across these videos of her, and I don't really know how to describe them, but I think I know what she was getting at. So she would moon them, and then she would do some weird thing where she would smack her ass and, like, yell at them. And I think what her idea was, was like, kiss my ass. Right, right. But it was, like, this weird, like, twerking motion as she would smack her ass. And she was not getting her point across. She just... No. She was missing the mark. I'm pretty sure... I want to know who, who videoed it and put it on YouTube. It. I don't know how it got on maybe, YouTube. Maybe the daughter, because, you know, the older generation just doesn't really understand Well, they how to were do told by police at a cer- at certain points mm-hmm. to, to videotape what was going on. Uh, but okay. I don't believe they would upload it to no. YouTube, considering the events that unfold. So somehow it made it to YouTube. And it's bad. That's why you don't record anything. She is at her wit's end in these videos. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mess with her. So she's just like a raging lunatic, mm-hmm. like spinning, angry, smacking her screaming. ass, screaming, yelling that she's gonna kill people. Yeah, it was bad. Wow. She would, she was constantly flipping them off. So since she was at the far end of the private drive, she would like drive through their yards, like yelling out the window, flipping them off, and like throwing things <laughs> at them. <laughs> so this is like a daily, a daily occurrence. Oh yeah, she couldn't go past them without giving her two cents. It was like, it was living hell for these people. Wow. How long did this go on, did you say? Years. I mean, so that started in like two, three years, four years. Wow. I would consider moving for less. (laughs) I'm just saying. I think I did move for less, but. (laughs) So as this is, this is all going on, Sheila's telling her daughter and her, you know, there's her siblings about the problems with the new neighbors she does tell them that they stole her new friends and turned them against her. So she's mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. ganged up on. Which well, is- and I'm trying to picture this this woman who maybe had some issues, which is why she was let go from her job. And this was her life. This was her, like you said, this was her pride. This was her, this is what she put all of her energy and time yeah. into. And this, these people just came up and just uprooted everything she knew. I mean, that would be upsetting if you're a normal person. But, but if, if you don't you... have anything else. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So she starts journaling all of the events that are happening in mm. the unfair treatment. Because she thinks it's going to be valuable in the future. In the meantime, Mark and Beth decide that they're going to file a civil suit against Sheila. Okay. For harassment and property dispute. So okay. they are suing to assert ownership of the driveway easement past Wendell and Rhonda and Sheila's residence. Um, you know, the exact area that Sheila mm-hmm. claims to control. Gotcha. And like I said, they just want it as like a throwaway. Right. And that makes sense because I was going to say, well, you know, it would solve a lot of issues if they just said, Sheila, keep your area that you have here and we'll just go around. But it sounds like that's where the road went. Yeah. So... This was it. Yeah. Okay. Wendell tried to keep peace through all this. Rhonda was very frustrated, and she brought she bought one of those air horns that you take to a <laughs> hockey game. The, oh, you yeah. Know, like, 
And she would blow the horn anytime Sheila would come out and yell. And although I think Rhonda thought it was a deterrent, I imagine it only fueled Sheila. Because uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, things got so bad that Wendell and Rhonda decided that they were going to join the fence brigade. <laughs> and they were going to put up a fence too oh, okay. to block Sheila out. So... You know, they said they just couldn't have any peace without her yelling and name-calling them mm-hmm. all the time. It was exhausting. But now she's got two neighbors mm-hmm. putting up fences. Yeah. Blocking her. She's... And I'm listening. I just, I keep picturing the air horn. And I just, I picture the YouTube video with, like, an air horn. And, like, the da 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 And then she, like, twerking and smacking her ass in the background. Oh, yeah. It's, I gotta see this video. So, the tensions still con- to continue to increase, if you can even believe this. But by fall, everyone is walking around with guns. What? <laughs> to get their mail, to take out the garbage. They just couldn't take it anymore. They claim that Sheila would harass them anytime they even stepped foot outside. Like, they'd open their door, and Sheila would just be, yep, 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 yelling, name-calling. The cops were called and called and called by all three neighbors. Ugh. All three houses would I'm call sure the cops on, on each well. other. And I'll tell you a couple a couple incidences. Because I cannot imagine being these police officers arriving on the street. They probably like like rock, paper, scissors and decide who had to go and deal with the all crazy. Right. Low man on the totem pole. Yeah. You're up. New guy. Yep. <laughs> you got the street. Once incident. Sheila found a dead rabbit on her doorstep, and she believed that Rhonda put it there, like shot it there and put it there as a threat to her life. Because she had the varmint gun. Because she had the varmint. Who else <laughs> was going to do sense. it? So she calls the police. She felt like she was being ganged up on and bullied. You know, these are so she's calling the police. They couldn't. They examined the animal, and they couldn't find any evidence that the animal was shot. Okay. So. They are Sheila. You live in the country. It, it probably the poor bunny was probably just crossing the porch, and the air horn went off and <laughs> had a heart attack. Had a heart attack and died. <laughs> so she's disgusted with the police. She takes the rabbit and she throws it at Rhonda on Wendell's porch. <laughs> okay, like it's 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 funny, but it's not. Like right. you can't help but to laugh at it because you can no. s- you can see can it see happening. It. Oh yeah. I'm imagining in and my mind. What I just pictured the police officers uh, not just not knowing what to do. It's like a really bad SNL skit. Like, yeah. what do you do? I mean, you really can't. You can't make people get along. And until there's a crime, what are you going to do? There's nothing, nothing you, can you can do. do. Right. So the cops come again when Sheila claims Rhonda shot her 22 at her house. Rhonda denied it, and police checked the gun and somehow could tell the gun hadn't been shot recently. So I assume maybe it, like, there's no gun residue or. Whatever, I mean, there's got to be a sophisticated way to mm-hmm. check that. I should have looked that up, but I didn't. Winter comes. Rhonda was outside snow blowing. They live in Michigan, so all it does is snow, and it's bitter cold. Oh, yeah. I imagine that gets for crappy people. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be for me, anyways. <laughs> we live yeah. in Chicago. and Oh, yeah. Growing we, up in, in LaPorte, I mean, we're not too far from the Michigan border, and it's all that lake effect snow, yeah. and it can get... It can get bad. It's I mean, crazy. Yeah, there were years we would be out of school for over a week, and it was emergency on the road for emergencies only. You weren't even really allowed to leave your home. 
Exactly. So that's what I pictured this being Mm -hmm. as well. So Rhonda's outside, and Sheila, she has this confrontation with Sheila about the fence while snowblowing. This has to be my favorite. So Sheila doesn't do anything, but she turns the snowblower chute towards Rhonda (laughs) and covers her with snow. Okay. Now, is that not awesome? It's not kind of cool, awesome. but it's funny, right? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's just like a big f you. Well, and I just picture like the snow. Where, where couldn't you have? You must have been in a bad position that day. Well, you had to see that coming. You had to have. Uh, so of course they called the cops, and then again when they were snow blowing, supposedly Rhonda attacked Sheila's snowblower with her <laughs> shovel, and then Wendell came outside and flashed Sheila. So oh, no, Wendell's getting again. in on this. <laughs> had to come back again. Couldn't keep quiet And then quiet Sheila pulled down her pants and smacked her ass with threats to kill their animals, so the cops had to come back. No, no. These poor oh. police officers, because I just, I just, I picture almost like siblings fighting, or where you just can't do anything, but just be like, go to your room, go to your houses, mm-hmm. don't look at each other, leave each other alone. So at least 54 times the police were called to that street. Between 2014 and 2017. That's insane. 54 times. Talk about abuse of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just... So I'm going to tell you a couple of things that the deputies said on various occasions in their notes about Sheila. They described her as seething with anger, extremely hostile... Irrational and hard to understand. And one even said, not sure if she remembers why she called 911. Meaning that that was his observation. Mm-hmm. She didn't say that. You know, and it's not like she was having like a mental breakdown. It was like, I right. don't know why I didn't call you. He just was like, I don't think she remembers why she called 911. Mm. So she was just, it sounded like any, at any given time that anybody was doing anything, they were ready to just pick up the phone and get the police out there. Yes. Yes, and then they were getting more and more frustrated because uh, another deputy had said that Sheila told him to fuck off and to get the fuck off my property. Mm. The be- this behavior from Sheila is common during police contact. So he, it sounds like from here, he knew of her. He mm-hmm. obviously had been called there before and was used to this type of irrational behavior where unfortunately no one's going to listen to you Mm-mm. if you're yelling and screaming. And so at one point, all three parties filed for PPOs, the personal protection oh, yeah. orders. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. All three of them. Just, you know what? Just stay the fuck away from each other. Leave each other alone. What a waste of freaking the judicial system. Oh, Absolutely. No, I, I understand. <sighs> no, I get, it. I get but, it. So, during this whole, I don't, I don't think you can call it a trial, but during this whole process of where they're filing PPO, for PPOs for one another against each other for themselves, whatever it is, there's video of <laughs> Sheila claiming to have someone come over and kill Beth and Mark and everything on their property. That's, yeah, that's pretty heavy. I mean, what? Yeah. Okay. And then the judge denies them all and tells them, like, listen, I can't force you to be good neighbors to each other. 
I can't order you to be nice. I can't order you to be respectful. And that is not what the police are for. Mm-hmm. No. No, like you said, they have way better things to do with their time. Mm, just stop it. We're not preschool teachers. Come out and smack you on the wrist, you know? Yeah. So no matter what, the police and the judges, they couldn't stop the neighbors. Things just continue to escalate. If you can believe it, they get worse. <laughs> just keeps getting worse. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, oh. So on Christmas Eve, and this is kind of a dig, Wendell, Rhonda, Beth, and Mark, they celebrate together. And Wendell and Rhonda are gifted subpoenas ah. from Beth and Mark. Gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> so they are served subpoenas to testify in the civil suit that's going to be on January 9th of 2017. And they toast to what they think will be the end of their harassment mm-hmm. and the official ownership of their property so they can move on. Okay. So they haven't actually put in the anywhere. She just There's not in that area. So the day after Christmas, December 26, 2017, there's a huge snowstorm. And Sheila, of course, keeper of the driveway. Keeper of the driveway. Heads out to snowball. On December 28th, the police are called. And her Sheila's daughter and a friend of Sheila can't find Sheila anywhere. So they came over to drop off some Christmas presents. Um, they thought maybe she fell because it was so cold. Her car was still in the driveway, and they know that she's always out, like, tinkering around. Mm-hmm. They thought maybe she fell, and they were worried because it was so cold that they, she would freeze to death. While they were inside, they found Sheila's purse, her keys, her car was there. And okay. then her daughter came across her journal, which was on the table, and then specifically stated, if anything ever happens to me, check my neighbor's yard. Oh, it's specific. Yeah. That's about as... As blues clues as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you were on that mark, Sheila. So police decide they're going to check the neighbor's yards. And I mean, you have to at that point. So they go to Mark and Beth first, and they, sh- they search their pastures, and they come up with nothing. Then they go to Wendell and Rhonda's. Wendell says, like, no way, get out of here. I'm done with Sheila and her nonsense. Oh. And it wasn't just a not tonight, boys. Mm-hmm. It was a F off. Get out of here. We're not. Oh. And this is, Wendell doesn't come up a lot in the stories. Wendell's the peacekeeper. I actually have a hard time. story. He is yeah. the one who just wants everyone to get along. Uh-huh. So this is not normal behavior from Wendell. And I have a hard time were. believing you. Not you. The story where she's she said that he flashed her. I'm thinking that she added that yeah. just for effect, but just to bring him into the right, story because right. he's. It's almost like she's angry with him because he's not taking a side. Right. I mean, I just it sounds like he's a pretty. You know what? Let's just all get along and. He seemed logical. Right. Right. She he was, did. It's not your yeah. land. I mean, I don't know the guy. No, but from the story and mm-hmm. from the research, it was. Sheila, it's not your land. Let's come mm-hmm. on. Let's all just get along. Let's. But for him to suddenly be like, "Fuck off! You're not coming to my property." That's that, that's not a good. That's sign. like a big uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. You're you're giving yourself a little <laughs> a little red flag. So the police plan to return the next day with a search warrant. Obviously, they can't just. Well, no. Come. Oh, all right, sir. No problem. You just won't search your yard. <laughs> it's fine. 
Oh, gosh. Sheila's brother and sister decide that they're not going to give up. They're so worried about Sheila. They think something's wrong. So they take it upon themselves to check Wendell's backyard. Oh. And I hear, I hear Beast in the background. I know, Canyon. He's so lonely. <laughs> he wants to come in he and see us. It, but he's crouched down he behind is. the door. Going... He's so sad right now because he can't go out in the yard. Oh, yeah. Because of all of our renovations. So he can't run in the yard and he's got his busted up dew claws. He's, and it's been raining. He's just a mess. He's so, if you hear him crying at the door, he just wants to come in for the party. Oh, he's just saying hi. Yes. Um, so Sheila's brother and sister are now in Wendell's backyard and they don't have to go very far before they see a foot underneath the snow. Sheila's sister freaks out, backs up, she can't Mm. come near it, and then her brother goes forward and brushes back some snow and discovers the naked body of their sister, Sheila Bungie. Naked? Naked. Oh. What happened? (sighs) Wendell gets arrested. Sixty-three year old Wendell is arrested for the murder of Sheila Bungie. Wow, everybody else is going crazy. Meanwhile, the quiet guy snapped. Yes, pretty much. What? So they bring Wendell in, he denies knowing anything, but later confesses. He tells the police that Bungie, Sheila, was a nuisance and that killing her was a snap decision uh-huh. after seeing Sheila out the kitchen window. Okay. He saw her snowblowing that morning, and now when she did snowblow, she would wait until everyone, and this is, I, you know, it's kind of funny. She would wait until everyone, <laughs> I shouldn't, I'm I shouldn't waiting feed for on this, but she would wait until everyone else did their driveways, mm-hmm. and then she would go out and do the private drive and blow all the <laughs> snow back into people's people's driveways. Now that's kind of awesome. When you're, It's shitty, but funny. It's, it's shitty, but it's kind of... Ha ha, gotcha. Like, that's <laughs> all the poor lady this had. Crazy lady just right with know? her snowblower, with like, hey, just yes, waiting. Like, so that like, would just piss all of them off to no end. So he saw her snowblowing that morning, and he probably was thinking she's going to come and blow all that shit back in my driveway. PTSD, so, Wendell, PTSD. Right? <laughs> This is it. He put down his coffee and he went to his nightstand for his gun. He went through the back. He hid between the, sh- the trees. He approached Sheila from behind. Sheila never heard a thing between the wind and the snowblower. And it took a single shot with a twenty-two caliber caliber to the back of the head. Oh, man. I know he was in the Air Force, but I thought he fixed... Healthcare equipment. That's that's kind of tactical. Yeah, that's a little um. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I guess. Hey. It, at least the one thing that I can say is at least he was. I don't know. I don't. That's at least she didn't know it was coming. That's what I was. And saying. it sounds like it just. I was trying to say humane, but at the same it's time, not humane, I just but can't she say she wasn't that. tortured. She there was wasn't, no right way, and she right. did not deserve to die by any no. means. Of course not. But at least she didn't know it was coming. I know that sounds terrible. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, and then I was. That's why I hesitated because it just sounded wrong. It sounds bad. It sounds bad. It sounds Maybe bad. we should cut that. You edit that out. Probably not. So just <laughs> just about cut that in your mind. <laughs> 
So he claims that he acted alone and that Rhonda had taken a sleeping pill. She didn't mm. even know what had happened. There's the jurors watched a video of Wendell document documenting his denials and his confession. Wendell does admit to removing Sheila's clothes and throwing them into a burn barrel. Okay. Uh, Then he placed Sheila's body on a camo-colored game sled that he pushed down the hill. Of his own yard. She wasn't going far, Wendell. No, No, this is also... I wonder if he snapped and then it was like an oh shit moment. Now what do I do? Because it wasn't well thought out. And then he was like... Well, I saw that one episode of CSI, so now I gotta burn the clothes. Where does she think? Why, why did he, why take did he her do that? Off? That's weird. No, her shoes and everything. He took yeah. everything off. I mean, and then puts her on a sled and just like, bye bye. The evidence is the gun and, in your home and the. Well, no, he threw the gun from a bridge. So he, oh. he threw the gun from a bridge into the half frozen Grand River. And they were never able to locate the gun, but they did find. Um, some buttons from Sheila's clothes in in the fire in the burn. So he's still caught. So he's still, he didn't know what to do. No, he made a really bad decision. So he, in his interview, he says, I just walked up from behind her, shot her, pushed her snowblower back to her house, got a hunting sled, removed her clothes and placed them in a burn barrel. She went in backside up. I didn't even cover her up or nothing. And that's all on video. Wow. So there was no remorse. I mean, only because, right, everything you read, if if you're remorseful of something that you've done like this, they usually cover up the body. His confessions that I watched are not, yes, you are correct. Right? He was obviously Almost like very an, angry. Sorry, rest in peace. I can't look at you. So the fact that he placed her face down is a little bit, I think, telling because he couldn't look at her. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he didn't cover her body. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he had to cover her with snow, though. Cause, but he doesn't say that he did. He says he just put her he on the sled and... Pushed her out and thought, maybe they'll think somebody else did that. I, so there's, taped, there's hmm. a taped phone call from jail with Rhonda and Wendell talking. And he tells Rhonda, and I quote, I just wanted to take care of a problem in the neighborhood. That was my thinking. He says that his actions were stupid and spur of the moment, but he doesn't regret what he did to Sheila. He says, and I quote, I'm not really sorry she's gone. Wow. Wow. I mean, he he got some peace in jail. Sheila I mean, obviously bothered him more than he led to believe. So Mark and Beth took the stand and told their stories of harassment and by Sheila and spoke kindly of Wendell. During his trial, Sheila, and this is the only thing that I can find out about Sheila's fiance, Wayne Homan. He was emotional when he took the stand and he was talking about her. He didn't believe Sheila was mean to any of her neighbors and told them that Sheila was antagonized by them. He says, and I quote, she wasn't like that. They used to rile her up, harassing her all the time. So I mean, I know they say there's, you know. The black, the white, the gray, three sides to every story, that kind of thing, but... She probably only heard what she said. I'm sure. Her whole family probably only heard what she said. So, on October 16th, 2018, the jury took less than three hours of deliberation to find Wendell guilty of first-degree murder of 59-year-old Sheila Bungie. 
In November of 2018, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. May, actually, of this year, of 2020, uh, he lost his appeal of a lesser charge of manslaughter. So, although Wendell says there's no dispute that he murdered mm-hmm. Sheila, he argued that the jurors should have been allowed to consider a lesser charge of manslaughter. Mm-kay. What do you think about that? Yeah. It sounds like he did snap. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in the traditional way of, like, I caught you cheating and, like, those people snap and they do something in the spur, in, like, the heat of the moment and then they're they're let off on a lesser charge because they just, they went insane, but... Don't you almost think it's, like, that story of a, maybe, like, a family where the dad abuses the mom and the son hears, like, the drawer open where he gets the belt to hit his mom. So nothing Mm -hmm. actually happens that night, but he hears the drawer open and, like, snaps and, like, shoots his mom. Whereas, not, there was no confrontation that night. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was the trigger. Right. Like, he was worried that something bad was going to happen. He so knew he what the steps were going to be. And... Yes. So. It could it could very well be. I mean, that snowblower could have just it caused It caused him. a lot of angst in that. Apparently, you don't just murder your neighbor for no. nothing. So, he wanted to be considered for the lesser charge of manslaughter, but Michigan Appeals Court disagreed. The court says that Sheila's death was not an instant crime of passion. In fact, there had been no dispute between them that day. Mm. So that was their thing. There was no fight that day. Where I do see what you're saying, where I think it was just a trigger. I think it was, too. I don't think it was well thought out. Look, he shoved her naked down a hill. I don't... Definitely not well thought out. No. It wasn't pre-planned and that Mm -hmm. type of thing. But he did get what he deserved. You can't just... No. No matter what somebody does, you can't do that, Wendell. I'm sorry. Some hey, of the three squares in prison and probably less, um... There's no Sheila hey. bothering you. Hopefully there isn't some form of a Sheila that's, like, <laughs> haunting him. Doing similar his things. Cell, his cellmate <laughs> or neighbor. This is what you talks get. about snowblowers all the time. <laughs> um, so, why do you think... Obviously, there's so many stories out there that are similar to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Property disputes... I saw a few of them when I was looking for my stories. Ending in murder or, you know, just scuffles, whatever, maybe. I'm curious to see if you can figure out why I picked this story opposed, because you know me so well, opposed to some other neighbor property dispute story. I feel like this should be glaringly obvious, but I'm not sure that it is. So, (laughs) I'll tell you. (laughs) Please tell me. I found it interesting that after all of, through all of my research, that when, although Sheila was murdered, no one really still had anything nice to say about her. Oh, really? Really. So, let me tell you a couple more things. There's, they were interviewed, some of the neighbors were interviewed by a local paper, and, um, Andy Gronink, I think is his name, he was able to see both of the houses. He lived across the the farm field. And he says, it's sad she got killed, but I feel for the guy who killed her. I wouldn't care if he got nothing because he wouldn't shoot you or me. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of, like, compassion. Mm -hmm. For Wendell. For Wendell. Mm -hmm. And then 
another, this one just takes the game. There were so many, and that sounds really terrible, but although Sheila was murdered, no it, one is... I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, right, so we've talked about this before, like, mm-hmm. you can have the nastiest gangbanger. Yeah. <gasps> gunned down in the street and everyone is crying that he had his life together and he was going to get his GED and I'm not trying to be insulting but no matter how horrible of a person you are Mm -hmm. normally if you're murdered it's flipped and you're made in some form to sound like a saint right or at least a better person nobody will come out and say that they didn't like you you. amazing you lit up the room when you walked in with your smile and those brownies you baked everybody Mm -hmm. And she probably made brownies once and it's always scowling. But everyone's <laughs> going to say something nice because this person lost their life and that's what yeah, you do. That is... It they didn't do me. that for Sheila. I mean, her her family did. That says a lot. It says a lot, right? Yeah. So I just found this very interesting that people were still like, eh, she was kind of nasty. Like, wow. Um, one more story and then I'll I'll leave you, <laughs> leave you alone. But this one, is, <laughs> this one takes the cake. So uh, one of the neighbors, Tanata Gould... 81 years old. Okay. She tells of a recent run-in with Sheila. She says that Sheila drove past her on her daily walk. Sheila lowered her window and unprovoked shouted, hey, expletive. I imagine it's like bitch or mm-hmm. asshole. I don't know. I mean, it obviously wasn't like, hey, beautiful. <laughs> I hope you fall down and break your hip. Oh, <laughs> Who <laughs> yells that wow. at an 81-year-old? I mean, even if it was a hey sunshine, I hope you fall down and break your hip. That's like no matter what you were doing there. <laughs> well, no, that's just awful. Like I'm picturing my grandma right now going yes. for a walk and <laughs> no, but Donata doesn't back down. She gives Sheila the middle finger. And you know, guess what Sheila does? Sheila lets go of her steering wheel to give two middle fingers. <laughs> she can't be outdone. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I hate to laugh at that, but it just says a lot about. It and this does. happened a month before she was she was murdered. So Donata says, even now, it's hard to believe that she did that. That's just the way she was. She flipped people off all the time. So. I mean, I... I wonder if she was related to that woman in the McDonald's drive-thru yesterday. <laughs> oh, the, the nasty lady. Yeah. Um, so here's a couple... I have a couple pictures of Wendell. And oh, we can put see. these up on our website. So this is Wendell um, when he's arrested oh, that man. night. I know, it's really sad. And then is this sad. is him... This was him when he was at his um, sentencing. Oh. And then I have one of Sheila, because I know that you... He reminds me, he looks like this actor, and I can't place him, but he... He looks like someone who would play, like, Santa Claus. Oh, he does look like he could play Santa Claus. This is Sheila. I kind of want to see the YouTube video now. Even though I know the story and it doesn't end well, it kind of makes me sad. Maybe I should look it up. Yeah. Unfortunately, there will be no links to the YouTube video on our website. No, no. Because... But I had to see it just... I out of my own morbid curiosity doing this story. But so Rhonda Clark and her daughter still live there. Okay. And so does Mark and Beth. Wow. They still reside there today. So I don't know if Sheila's fiance still lives there. Hey, you know. I couldn't find Wendell that out. fought for that neighborhood, so maybe they felt like. They had to not stay. fought for. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he, he gave up his 
his life. the rest of his life to create peace. So he thought in his mind. So I think maybe that's probably why they couldn't move. Maybe you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the neighbors, but maybe for Rhonda, she felt. All right, I gotta stay here. Or maybe, maybe. she doesn't have any money of her own, and she only has Wendell's mm-hmm. house, and she can't afford to move because she was a gold digger. Just kidding. <laughs> like to make up stories. I do like to make up stories. It's one of my favorite hobbies. She didn't mean it. <laughs> no, kidding. I don't mean it at all. But I just like to make up things in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is my story of the murder of Sheila Bungie. Wow. I would have to say that's probably that's up there with those property dispute ones. I hadn't heard of that one. I thought it was interesting. Right? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, until next time, stay safe and be nice to your neighbors. Don't fight with your neighbors. And don't smack your ass and twerk and yell because it's going to be on YouTube and somebody's going to see that. And no varmint guns for anyone. No varmint guns. And air horns are acceptable though. That would be fun. <laughs> I gonna, think we need to get one. I'm going to gift them for Christmas. <laughs> Everyone gets an air horn. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Our neighbors are going to love us. Bye-bye. <gasps> see ya.